Welcome, friends. You are listening to the Mind Body Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more, all to create lasting change. Welcome to the podcast, and thanks so much for being here. Have you noticed how often our thinking is binary and rigid? how we tend to lean toward one ideology or another. We make ourselves right and, by default, others wrong. Or we do the opposite and feel like we are always wrong, untrustworthy, and incapable of making decisions or even having preferences. So much of this comes from comparison, of course, and consuming information that makes us question whether or not we are even doing life correctly. Of course, we have our upbringing, socialization, and past experiences to rely on as well for evidence that we need to be certain and rigid in order to be okay in the world. This is a disservice. While we all want to be right and certainty, whatever that actually means, makes us feel safe and comfortable, the end result is most often feeling like you're spinning in circles to try and chase something that continues to slip out of your hands. It keeps us from challenging ourselves, facing failure, learning to be resilient, and closes our minds to opportunities that would result in our growth. I want to talk to you today about pleasure-seeking because you know how important I think that is and how that relates to staying consistent. This podcast episode is probably going to go in a different direction than you might expect if you've been listening to me for a while, but hang in here with me and let's see if you can get something out of it. You will find me talking about how it's important to find movement that you enjoy, foods that you enjoy, and all kinds of things that bring you pleasure in order to stay consistent with whatever you're trying to reach. Pleasure is directly tied to consistency, and most important, sustainability. Falling in love with the journey is the only way you're going to not end up wasting your time. Yes, the end result is a fun reward, but that shine eventually dulls if you don't find your lifestyle sustainable, if it costs you your health, peace, relationships, or anything else that you really value. So I will argue for pleasurable actions to the death. Now, I want you to pause and really take in what I just said, because when you listen to the rest of this, your shithead brain is going to be tempted to forget this part and go into the go hard or go home mindset. Seriously, take a pause and commit to listening to the rest of this episode through the lens of choosing things that bring you pleasure. Okay, are you ready? So just to recap. You need to love what you do to get to where you want to go, or you will never love being there long enough to sustain it. But your human condition will always skew toward the path of least resistance. That is what helps us preserve energy, and it ensures we're safe. You'll be resistant to trying new things, to sucking as a beginner, and giving up your rigid mindset that says that if one thing is true, aka pleasure matters, then nothing else can be true alongside it, aka feeling shitty about sucking while you're learning. I mean, where's the pleasure in feeling like you failed, right? I would love to say that you can just wish your way to a goal. 
but some goals take very specific actions to reach. One example of this that I see is with exercise versus training. I often hear about how a client wants to be stronger. They want to have all the health benefits of training. They want to have better conditioning. They want to feel fit, whatever that actually means. Then they rattle off a list of exercises that they don't like to do and don't want to do. They tell me that they've skipped their weight training, but they did go gardening and walking. Now I know what you're thinking. Steph, you have told us a million times that something is better than nothing, that you don't have to be perfect, and that walking is essentially a holy grail behavior. Yes to all of that. I stand by it. See how your binary thinking is already starting to show up? You already want to defend the behavior without even considering the rest of the story. This is how we get really comfortable in making excuses. Listen, I am not the exercise police. The best way to ensure longevity is to do some movement that is restorative, like walking, for example, and to vary the ways that you move so that you're always challenging your body not to be confused with changing your training program frequently for muscle confusion, but I digress. But focusing solely on longevity is not going to help you reach your goal of building muscle and getting stronger, right? There is nothing wrong with doing something else. And it is better than nothing. In fact, it's better than better than nothing. It's great. But if your resistance to being consistent is that you aren't enjoying what is required in order to have what you want, what you dream of having, then you will continue to be frustrated by your journey. Sure, the gardening replacement felt like a more pleasurable choice in the moment, but is it providing you the satisfaction of achieving your goal? And so the question becomes, can I learn to find joy and pleasure in doing the things that are necessary or would help me get to whatever goal I want to get to? And if I could, how can I change my attitude and experience toward the steps that I need to take? Is it possible to fall in love with strength training, even if I feel resistant to it now? Is it possible that my fear of embarrassment for doing it wrong would subside if I just show up long enough to build the skill needed to do it well? Is there a way to fear failure and embarrassment and still have a pleasurable experience as I stay committed to my journey? Of course, this is only one example. This is not actually a strength training episode at all. There are a million others. I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone say they can't stop eating when they're full because the food is too pleasurable. They end up overly full and have traded that moment of pleasure for hours of discomfort and days, weeks, months, years of frustration as they keep telling themselves this story while trying different strategies to help them lose their weight. I've heard story after story of how a person is experiencing resistance toward vegetables because a diet forced a boatload of boiled cabbage into their daily lives. They experience fear that if they start eating apples again, they can never have another piece of bread. But if you dip a strawberry in chocolate, is it no longer really a strawberry? Of course it is. But because you're used to thinking in terms of all or nothing, it may not even cross your mind to throw some cheese on your broccoli or dress your salad in a thousand different delicious toppings or even use dressing. 
your brain is sending out warning signals that these foods are only for dieters and you promised with your whole soul that you weren't going back there. That kind of thinking leaves you stepping on your own foot. When we think in binary terms of, I like this, therefore I don't like that. I don't like that and therefore I must like this other thing. It leaves very little room for nuance or curiosity. And I would argue that almost no one is going to like the first time that they try something new that intimidates them or feels physically or mentally challenging. I would argue that oftentimes fitting in an exercise session in the early morning or on your lunch break or after a hard day is going to sound like pleasure level fuck right off to even the most committed trainee. The path of least resistance is always going to be option one for your brain. It can feel anything but pleasurable at times, and that goes for everything you do. I'm going to bet that you have hard days that you don't want to show up to work, get out of bed, feed your little crotch goblins, or pay your bills. And for some of you, the steps you need to take in order to reach your goals may only get to neutral acceptance most of the time. The reality is that if you can't muster up the enthusiasm to stay committed to what you expect of yourself, you may have to take a look at the other areas of your life and see if you have any pleasure leaks. If you're wondering what the hell that is, come back next week because y'all be getting pleasure part two where I will tell you all about it. My point is pleasure is about more than just doing what feels good in the moment. While we need lots of that too, pleasure is so much more than that. I don't feel excited about every training session that I do but I get so much pleasure out of knowing that I'm doing everything I can to ensure that I can chase my grandkids around a playground should my lovely children decide to have kids of their own one day, that is. I love knowing that as I age, my bones and ligaments are going to be strong. And if I fall, my commitment now will likely allow me to get back up. She went from the gardening, driving, running all the other ladies to the store woman to bedridden very quickly. It was hard. When I think about how many times our family has packed up and moved our whole house and the fact that I have been able to lift and carry heavy ass things multiple times up and down stairs without feeling like I was going to pass out, I feel proud. When I think about the gift I give my body by facilitating better insulin sensitivity, hormonal support, healthy digestion, and so much more through my efforts, I know that the pleasure I get from that far exceeds the temporary pleasure of sitting it out. But that part of the joy probably isn't going to come for you until a later time when you become more skilled, which makes it more fun, or you've seen some of the rewards of your hard work. The grind is necessary to get there. Just like learning to play the piano, you are unlikely to get pleasure from clunking around the keys and fumbling with sheets of music. But once you learn to play something you're proud of, you realize it was worth the discomfort. And you are then willing to endure more discomfort to move to the next level because you know that is oh so sweet. And you keep going. You don't have to love every workout, every meal, every lesson along the way. And you don't have to be perfect. The irony of this is that if this is the kind of thing that sparks your enthusiasm, you will likely be tempted to view it through that all or nothing lens as I mentioned earlier. Feeling a little go hard or go home right now? We'll stop. Breathe. 
that is the cycle that keeps screwing you. I am not asking you to ignore your body and do the thing no matter what. I am asking you to start recognizing when you're making excuses and when you're taking a break or changing things up because it's a decision that will add more to your life, like skipping a workout on vacation, saying yes to hiking with friends and resting when your body has been through it. All or nothing will always be a disservice. Learning to let pleasure be a bigger player in your journey than that one moment of indecision, that's a superpower. That's all I have for you today. Thanks so much for listening. If you love this episode, do the cool thing and support the show by leaving a rating and review. It helps me so much more than you know. Screenshot the episode and share it on social media. Don't forget to tag me. And of course, let me know if all or nothing thinking has been ruling your life and how you are committed to start thinking differently. All of my information is in the show notes. If you have any questions or thoughts on this episode, ideas for future episodes, or if you want to learn about how we can work together one-on-one, drop into my inbox. It's always open for you. Bye. Bye.